The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. This morning, um, we will be sharing from the Word of God, and uh, we've titled the, the, the teaching, Faith. Everybody say faith. Faith, F-A-I-T-H. Faith. faith. Um, our, our text is from the, um, the passage of faith in the Bible. Uh, well, the Bible is, is the book of faith. I mean, one that is almost dedicated to faith in um, Hebrews 11. And we will read the whole chapter, Hebrews 11, and um, from verse 1 all the way to 40. Hebrews 11, from verse 1 to 40. Um, please follow along as we read um, um, from your Bibles. And um, if you don't have a Bible, it's okay. You can follow along on the screen. Hebrews chapter 11. And I'm going to read from verse 1 uh, through to 40. Hebrews 11, 1 to 40. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Through faith, people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command and that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was righteous. He was a righteous man. And God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example. Everybody say example. By his example of faith. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God. Who warned him about the things that had never happened before? By faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave his home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. And even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by, by faith. For 
he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. Verse 11, it was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and was too old. She believed that God would keep his promise. And so a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead. A nation with so many people that, like the stars in the sky and the sands on the seashore, there is no way to count them. All these people died still believing what God had promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it all from a distance and welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. Obviously, People who say such things are looking forward to a country they can call their own. If they had longed for the country they came from, they could have gone back. But they were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he has prepared a city for them. Verse 17. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. Even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. It was by faith that Isaac promised blessings for the future of his sons, Jacob and Esau. It was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and bowed in worship as he leaned on his staff. It was by, by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently that the people of Israel would leave Egypt. He even commanded them to take his bones with them when they left. It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three days, three months, sorry, when he was born, they saw that God had given them an unusual child and they were not afraid to disobey the king's command. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. Verse 26, he thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own the treasures of Egypt. For he was looking ahead to 
his great reward. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He left right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. It was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover and to sprinkle blood on the doorposts so that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn sons. It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried to follow, they were drowned. Every Egyptian that tries to follow you will drown. Amen. I know we like that kind of prayers, but, but it's a good prayer anyway. Praise the name of the Lord. Verse 30, it was by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days and the walls came crashing down. It was by faith that Rahab, the prostitute, was not destroyed with the people in a city who refused to obey God, for she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. How much more do I need to say? It will take too long to recount the story of the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms. They ruled with justice. They received what God had promised them. They shut the mouth of lions, quenched the flames of fire, and escaped the death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Women received their loved ones back again from the dead. But others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. Some were jeered at. Their backs were cut open with whips. Others were chained in prison. Some died by stoning. Some were sawed in half. Others were killed. With a sword, some went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute and oppressed and mistreated. They were too good. Everybody said too good. They were too good for this world. Wow. Wandering over deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. All these people earned a good reputation because of their faith. Yet none of them received all that God had promised. For God has something better in mind for us so that they would not reach perfection without us. The Lord bless the reading and the understanding of his words in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, from this reading, faith is very inspiring and, and very challenging. In fact, we, we cannot do without faith. Without faith, everything you see came to being 
because of faith. Either God's faith or somebody else's faith. The shirt you are wearing, it was, it is somebody's faith. Somebody saw it and believed it and it came to pass. The chair you are sitting on is somebody's faith. Somebody saw the chairs and designed it and here you are sitting on it. Everything that you can see today was made by faith. Yet faith is intangible. Faith is, is, is the assurance, confident assurance of what we hope for, we will, we will have it. Faith is not just in words. Some people are all about words of faith. No, 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 no. Faith is about action. Everybody say action. Faith is about action. Or do we say action? Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> and it, it is impossible to please God without faith. Even the God that we are dealing with expects that when we come to him, we come by faith. When you come to church, you come by faith. Everything you do, you do by faith. When it's time to praise God, when you stand on your feet, you are standing by faith. When you lift up your hands to heaven, you are lifting up your hands to heaven by, by faith. Believing that God is, God exists, and is a rewarder of those that sincerely seek him. As, as, as you, whatever you do in worship, as you give, as you bow, you are doing by faith. Because anything outside of faith is sin. People believed and they have results. I mean, thank God for the testimonies that we've heard today. But there are some people that we sit down there and say, hmm, Fabu. Is it really true? Well, you always have a choice. You can sit down and watch every other person go and testify and their lives change. Or you can step out by yourself and say, no, 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 I think I'm the next in line. Praise the name of God. <laughs> because God is not a respecter of persons. God is not a respecter of persons. Everyone that comes to God must believe that he exists, that God is. And that God is a rewarder of them that sincerely seek him. It takes faith to fast. As we are going to begin to fast tomorrow. Praise the name of the Lord. It takes faith to fast. When you, when you are fasting, you are believing that there is a God somewhere, Right? And you are denying yourself so that you can be in tune with him, right? So that you can be in a position to, to commune with him and receive everything he has for you. That is faith. That is action. Some people think, oh, I have faith, I don't need to fast. Sorry. Faith will make you fast. Faith will make you pray. Some people say, I have faith, I don't need to pray. I don't need to pray anymore. I have faith, I just, I just confess it and I believe it. Well, that's part of praying anyway. When you are confessing it, you are praying. Praise the name of the Lord. Faith is so important that if you are to fulfill your destiny in God, it's going to be by faith. Everything that God has for you and your wife or your husband and your children and your 
your future, if they are going to come to pass, it's going to be by what? By faith. It's going to be by faith. And, and you know, it, it, there's so much attack on, on people's faith these days. In fact, it started way, way, way back. If there's anything the enemy wants, is your faith. Jesus was speaking, talking to Peter when he was about to go. Jesus was saying that Satan has asked to sift you. But I have prayed that your faith will not fail. I'm praying that your faith will not fail. In Jesus' name. So, so in, in the place of faith, the, the enemy tries to give us a lot of things to substitute for faith. A lot of things to substitute, you know, and, and say that, oh, you know, you, you need to do this. Don't worry about believing God. You need to do that. Don't worry about believing God. Well, there are some things you need to do, but you need to believe God also. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, yes, you need to believe God. The rate at which the mental health of the world is deteriorating is alarming. And it's because people don't have faith anymore. The depression is sky high. Suicide rate is sky high. People are just in gloom. Why? No faith. I was, I was reading um, a, a document um, yesterday. And, and, and the, the document says that the increase in rates of antidepressant use between 2000 and, um, 1988 and 2008 is 400%. 400%. That's a direct, direct proportion of, 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 of people turning away from God. Direct proportion. People are in fear, people are afraid, people are depressed, people are doubting, people are in gloom. Why? Because there's no faith. There's no faith. Is everybody's life perfect? No. Do I have my challenges? Yes. As long as you're on this earth, you will have your challenges. Everybody will have their own fair share. But I know my Redeemer lives. And I know that I will laugh last. Oh, yes. And do I know? Because I can see the victory already. That's the difference. God wants your faith to be inched on Christ and be immovable. Totally immovable. In verse 33 and 34 of, of um, Hebrews 11 that we read, it says, by faith, these people overthrew kingdoms. They subdued kingdoms. I mean, these are people that when they left, they didn't have a cobble in their pocket, but they subdued kingdoms. They ruled with justice. They received what God had promised them. They shut the mouth of lions. I'm praying that you will subdue kingdoms. I'm praying that you will rule with justice. And you will receive all that God has promised you. Amen. They triumphed by faith. Faith always produces results. James 2.18, he says, How can you say you have faith and there's no results, there's no works? 
Show me your faith without works. And I will show you my faith by my works. Because faith without works is dead. By my works. So God wants you and I to produce faith. For our lives to produce faith. And the best way to learn, the best way we learn is by examples. I say by examples. In verse 4, it says, Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example. By his example. I, I, I've been in church long enough to know that this issue of faith can be so abstract that sometimes you are, you are even afraid. Maybe I don't have faith. I mean, does that happen to anybody here? You know? It's as if everybody else has faith but you. And some people, they've made it their duty to be the barometer of faith. They say to you, you have hope, you don't have faith, I have faith. I say, sorry, this is your faith, what has it done for you? Show me your work, show me the results of your faith. I will show you my faith by my results, by my works. So we can look at the lives of the people, some of the people listed here. And like the Bible says, the life of Abel serves as an example for us. So we look at five lives and see the example of faith and, and just break it down, this thing called faith. Just see how simple it is to walk by faith. Walking by faith is actually very natural to us. In fact, it is not natural not to have faith. You need a lot of effort not to have faith. You need, you need a lot of effort to disbelieve God. Do you know that? You need, to, you need a lot of proving to prove that there's no God. It's obvious that there's God. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So let's start with Abel. Abel's example. What is Abel's example? Number one, what's Abel's example? I know examples of faith. What's from this scripture? What's Abel's example? Abel's example simply is put God first. That's Abel's example. Abel's example is it is faith to put God first. It is faith to what? To put God first. It's faith. I mean, you heard Ruth's testimony today. I mean, I'll just blow away by that testimony. I mean, I'm like, wow, fantastic. God said to her, that money is your first fruit. <laughs> Some people will argue from today till next year whether first fruit is scriptural or not. That's their business. They can continue to argue. My own is to be a practitioner and show you my results, right? You can be the lawyer. Now, now, it was faith that made her put God first. That's faith. That's faith. Now, did it produce results? Of course. Of course it always does. That's faith. Faith puts God forth first. The reason Abel's sacrifice was accepted and, and Cain's sacrifice was, was rejected was 
Abel put God first. In the morning, what is first to you? What do you do first in the morning when you wake up? God is interested in what you do first. Yes, he is. In fact, God is interested in the order in which you do what you do. When you want to eat, what do you do first? God is interested in it. When you get a new car, what do you do first? God is interested in it. He wants to know what you do first. When you get a new child, what do you do first? God wants to know. When you get a new job, what do you do first? God wants to know. And it's as simple as that. So, so I wake up in the morning. I hit the floor. I worship God. That is what? Faith. That is faith. So, I, putting God first is faith. You are saying that there is a God and I am acknowledging that there is and there is a God. Praise the name of the Lord. When you get, for instance, you move from um, this location to that location, what do you do first? What do you do first? That shows you. It's called the first principle. That shows you immediately where you need to begin to work on your faith. Immediately. It's, it's that simple. And many times, because we forget Let's take eating, for instance. The food is in front of you. you. It's very delicious. It's aroma is entering your nose. And you sit down at the table. What do you do first? For some of us, sometimes we will have written the, we are in the middle of the ebba. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I've not prayed though. God, please, the one that has entered, bless it. After all, you are God. Your hand can reach there. And the one that is there, also bless it. It shows a lack of faith. Putting God first. There was a child that said to the mom, I mean, they, they, they just got back from the market and they were bringing out the bag of rice from the car. And the mom, the, they got to the kitchen and the child said to the mom, Mom, here is the bag of rice. Here is the meat. Here is the tomato. There's the pepper. Everything is there ready. Let's pray over these things once and for all. So that when we are eating, you are not disturbing us. <laughs> you are not disturbing us. Sweet. Let us pray. When somebody wants to engage, action wants to start, and you are saying, let us pray. Every time, let us pray. Let's settle it once and for all. Praise the name of the Lord. Abel's example. Put God, put God first. Number two, Enoch's example. Enoch's example. Enoch's example is walk with God. Walk with God. 
walk with God. You see, to walk with God, we have to be more interested in his heart than his hands. To walk with God, we have to be more interested in, in his heart, that is who he is, than his hands, that is what he has. We have to be more interested. If, if un, Unless your Christianity goes beyond the God of breakthroughs, you can't walk with God. Unless your Christianity goes beyond the God that answers by fire. Let him be my God and God answers by fire. Don't get me wrong. Until your Christianity goes beyond what God can do for me. You won't be able to work with God. But because you will work with God, your Christianity must go beyond breakthroughs. Praise the name of the Lord. Your, your Christianity must go beyond what God can do to who God is. Faith is working with God. Faith is, is, is saying, I, I, I love you for who you are. Yes, I've asked you to do ABC, and yet I've not seen ABC happen, but you are God, and I love you, and I will follow you in spite of the fact that I've not seen ABC. In fact, the only way that could explain how these guys survived it, in verse 13 of Hebrews 11, it says, all these people died still believing what God had promised them. They died believing. Praise the name of the Lord. They did not receive what was promised, the Bible says, but they saw it from a distance and they died believing. How do you die believing? You die believing when your faith goes beyond God's hands. To God's heart. When your faith goes beyond what God can do for me to who God is to me. When your faith transcends what I can get to who it really is. That's when I can begin to work with God. That's when you can begin to work with God. In fact, that's when your relationship with God can really be, be, be reached. Now, think about it. If, if a guy, your lady, a guy just likes what you have, the guy doesn't like you, doesn't know you, doesn't really want to, you're not really important. How you feel is not important to him. But he likes your breasts. And he likes your bomb. And you think that that is a relationship? Oh, no, 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 no. He's not interested in you. You are nothing. He just likes what you have. Now, how does that sound, ladies? Doesn't that sound offensive already? Annoying. But that's, that's how we do to God. We say to God, you are the double-breasted one. El Shaddai. But we, we, we are not concerned about his holiness, about his person. 
about his heart. Faith is working with God. Enoch had this testimony that he pleased God. You see, you can't please someone who you are not interested in how they feel. You can only please someone that you are interested in how they feel. So to please God, how God feels must be important to you. How God feels about what you are doing must be important to you. Why are you not doing what you are doing? It's because of how God feels. How God will feel. How will God feel if you do what you did or what you want to do? If you go ahead and do it, how will God feel? Is that important to you? The day it begins to become important to you, your work with God has just started. That is faith. I can steal this money, but I'm not going to steal it because how will God feel if I steal it? How will he feel? That is important to me. I can sleep with this man and nobody will know if I sleep with a man, but how will God feel? How will God feel? How will God feel if I do that? The day that begins to be priority to you, your work with God has just started. So you see that many people have not even started working with God. Faith is working with God. Following Enoch's example. It's simple. All the people were listed there. What did Enoch do? Enoch worked with God. How do you work with God? To work with God, we have to be more interested in his heart than his hands. That's how to work with God. So the first example is Abel's example. Put God first. The second example is, is Enoch's example. Do what? The third example of faith is Noah's example. Noah, do what God says. Do it. Hebrews eleven seven. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about things that had never happened before. Now, think about it. It's, it's, it may be easier for us because we know what a boat is. We know what rain is. We know what flood is. In the days of Noah, there was nothing like boat. God said to Noah, build a boat this size, these dimensions. I mean, how? What boat? What is a boat? Noah, build a boat. What? Build what? Okay, finally, you've painted the picture to me. I, I, I can't. Well, I can try, but why am I building this boat? Because it's going to rain. What is rain, Lord? It had never rained on earth at the time. Noah didn't know what rain was, but he was building a boat to prepare for the rain, and the rain will be so much that there will be a flood. Flood? What's a flood? Flood is when there's so much rain, and there's nowhere else to go 
and it just keeps rising. That's a flood, Noah. Okay, so I'm building a boat for rain to protect us against it, and we will not be ready. What do you think happened to Noah? They jeered at him. They laughed at him. It didn't make sense. Now, there are some of you, God has told you to do some things. It doesn't make sense to do it. It just doesn't make sense. My advice to you is, do it. Just what? Just do it. Everything you see today is because somebody just obeyed God. Somebody just obeyed God. Somebody just obeyed God. You know the story of God's favorite house? You know the story clearly. I was going to do a PhD, for instance, outside of the country. And I felt this was what God wanted us to do. He shared with a few people. And I said, okay, fine. I'm going to do it. So I said to my wife, where are we going to start from? Where are we going to start from? My wife said, where did we start the first church from? I said, in our living room. And my wife said, we'll start in our living room. I looked at her and said, this woman is crazy. That was faith. That's, okay, fine, let's do it. Let's start from our living room. <laughs> Thinking back, it was just so foolish. October last year, just October last year, how many months ago is that? Seven months? We didn't know how this was going to happen. The church you are sitting in today, this property that God has given us, we didn't know how it was going to happen. Take this step. Walk on water. Believe God. Truth is, it looked crazy. If you were here the very first service, we were practically worshipping on this farm. But is it not taking shape? Small by small. By the grace of God. The key thing is that if we had waited, this would not have happened. Faith is obeying God. Even if it looks crazy. Just do it. What has God told you to do? And you look at yourself and say, Lord, if I do this, I'm in trouble. In fact, I, where will I start from? My advice to you today, just, just do it. Just do it. So we've seen Abel's example. We've seen Enoch's example. We've seen Noah's example. Number four, Abraham's ex example. Abraham's example itself is a, is a sermon on his own. But the key thing we want to bring out in Abraham's example, in, in Abel's example, faith does what? Puts God first. Right? In Enoch's example, faith does what? Works with God. 
In Noah's example, faith does what? Does what God says. In Abraham's example, faith waits patiently on God. And that is ironic. In fact, that is like a misnomer. <laughs> faith waits patiently on God. I mean, faith is action. How can faith wait patiently? The irony of faith is that faith is at its peak when it is patient. Faith is at its peak when it is patient. Oh, but pastor, is that scriptural? Yes. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. From verse 2 to 4. It says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith does what? Works patience. Faith has to be tried and it works patience. But let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect, entire, and wanting nothing. You may be complete and lacking nothing. So faith at its peak is patient. You believe God, you've acted by faith, you are working with God, be patient. You are going to enter into everything God has for you. In fact, another scripture says, we should emulate those who through faith and patience enter into the promise. Abraham was patient. In my little work with God, I know some of you have been born again before I was born at all. But in my little work with God, I can tell you that God can be excruciatingly patient. God can be excruciatingly patient. So patient that you're like, ah, ah. God, just do this. Just do like this, do like this, do like this. And you will get the answer. <laughs> and it's patient. And you see evil people thriving, quote unquote, and it appears that God is patient. You see people doing all sorts of horrendous things and seemingly getting away with it. It's as if God is patient. But he is patient. But the truth is that God's patience is not weakness. Praise the name of the Lord. God usually has a time for everything. So when he pulls the carpet, it's done. For you to walk with God, to grow your faith, you must understand the place of patience. So James says to us, we should count it all joy when we fall into diverse temptation. I mean, those are one of the scriptures that I struggle with. How can I 
count it all joy when I fall into time. I mean, come on, Lord. How can I just be rejoicing? In other words, let's say, uh, God forbid, though, let's say your car, all your cars, everything just packed up. One day, boah! And you have to walk to work. God says, count it all joy. In fact, dance to work that they rejoice. That's what the Bible says. That doesn't make sense. But that is what the word of God says. Verse five, um, number five. So, number one, Abel's example says what? Put God. Number two, Enoch's example says what? Number three, Noah's example says what? Number four, Abraham's example says what? Wait patiently on God. And number five, Moses' example says, don't align with Egypt. Don't align with Egypt. The life of compromise always doesn't count. Everyone that lives a life of compromise will end up living a worthless life. The lives that count are the lives that stay true to their mission. Those are the lives that count. Moses was raised in Egypt. Was not just in Egypt. Was raised in the palace. He had access to the best education. He had access to the best chariots. Gold, silver, anything he could ask for. But Moses chose to align with God and not with Egypt. I don't know what pressure you are on to align with Egypt, but see, God is saying to you today, don't compromise, don't align with Egypt. That is faith. That is faith right there. If, if, you, uh, if you use the Fresh Fire devotional, which I, I suppose you do, um, earlier this week I gave the example of, of one of my friends back in the day that um, he used to be involved heavily in fraud back then. And I kept talking to him about Jesus, you know, and not judging him, just, you know, sharing the word of God with him. And I, he keeps saying to me that I don't understand this born again thing, that I can't give my life to Jesus. And, and I was like, why? And he's like, ah, that's, I know such and such a person, his girlfriend. I said, of course I know her. And um, he says, she's born again now, isn't she? Well, I said, well, she, she is, she, 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 she is, you know. You know, some people, where you want to say they are born again, you begin to stammer, right? <laughs> but, I mean, who am I to say she's not? So I said, she is. I mean. I, I, and he says that every time she comes, we sleep together. How can she be born again? But I said to him, but you are the one that make her and say, hey, what do you want me to do? I have to put the pressure. But if she's really born again, she will not agree. But he says what baffles him was that every time they finish, she will cry and cry and cry and cry and cry. That tells me she's really born again. Because if she's not born again, she will be born crying. 
Then he says, but she comes back. And she always comes back. So if she's really born again, why would she be coming back? I said, I don't know. But I ignored that part. By the way, they were supposed to get married. Families have met and all that. So I, so I ignored it. Kept reaching out to him. Eventually, God broke him. Long story. He committed his life to Jesus. He was weeping and we prayed together. He began to come to church back then. I wasn't a pastor. But I took him to my church at the, at the time. And he said to me, Tell me, I can't marry that girl. I was like, ah, why? She invested her life in you. He says, I can't do it. I said, why? He says, if she's not faithful to Jesus, how will she be faithful to me? I was like, wow. Okay. I didn't think of that. And so he says he can't marry her because if, if she can, if she can if, if throw Jesus under the bus to sleep with him, now that he's saved, she, meanwhile, she's the happiest person on earth, quote unquote, because this guy is saved. Ah, praise God. He's now saved. We can now live happily ever after. But of course, I couldn't influence this. He's a very strong willed person. He cut the relationship. And the girl was like, miserable, of course. And I learned a lesson, a huge lesson. It is not worth it to compromise for anybody. It's not. Because when they get it right, Personal example. I have a friend. I had a lot of friends. <laughs> when I got saved, they said to me, <laughs> Money man, they used to call me Money Man. We give him three months. He will come back to the boys. Three months. The ringleader, the loudest guy, was my friend, some of you know him. <laughs> Three months passed. I didn't show up. I was still following Jesus. Today is about 16 years. I'm still following Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> the key thing is, the ringleader that said to me three months, today, He's born again. I, I wasn't even I part of how he gave his life to Jesus. I didn't know when. He's saved with his family, his wife, his children. They live in the UK. They are living a good life, loving Jesus. So I said to myself, if I had compromised because of this guy, he would now be serving Jesus. Where would I be? Faith 
is personal. The father's faith cannot save the son. Your best friend's faith cannot save you. Everyone must work out his own salvation. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. As we think about what we have heard, that some of you, you are here, you are like, Pastor, that is me, right there. My faith is shaky. And some of you are like, oh, I, I, I had I've actually compromised. I've, I've turned my back. But Pastor, would you pray with me? I want to come back. Or you're saying, I've even never hinged my faith on Christ. I want to come to Jesus. Or I've gone back, Pastor. Pray with me. Pray with me. I need to pray with you wherever you are seated. You don't need to, you don't need to come forward. But I want to pray with you right there. That is me. Pray with me, Pastor. Put up your hand. God bless you, sir. Right there. God bless you. God bless you, sir. Right there. At the back. God bless you. Right there. God bless you, my brother. Right there. Keep the hands up. I want to pray with you where you are seated. God bless you, sir. Right there. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. God bless you, right there. God bless you. That is me. Yeah. God bless you. Another hand right there. God bless you. I can see that hand. That, that is me. Pray with me, Pastor. Pray with me. God bless you right there. God bless you. God bless you, my brother. Over there. God bless you. God bless you, my sister, right there. God bless you. Keep the hands up. If they slip a card in your hand, you can put down that hand now. Just talk to God. If you are online, the instruction is scrolling. The instruction is scrolling. Oh, Father, we thank you. The rest of us, let's, let's pray for ourselves. What God may be challenging you as an Abel this morning to put him first. God may be challenging you this morning as Enoch to walk with him. God may be challenging you as Noah to just obey him. God may be challenging you as Abraham to be patient with him. Or like Moses, not to align with the world. Talk to God for yourself. Father in heaven, we pray for everyone that has Receive this card. I surrender to you, my Lord and my God. We will pray that you cleanse them totally and help them reconnect to the source of life. For those that are making this decision for the first time, Lord Jesus, take your place in their hearts. Change their lives totally. Let your name, let your name be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed.